unnamed member of the Bills Mafia, not only got drunk, not only blazed the trees, not only ripped a few of the devil's dandruff, he also dosed himself with a little Timothy Leary-style LSD, right? So he's in, we in full-blown astronaut mode, right? So he's in the parking lot, he's drunk, he's high, he's doing blow, and he's also tripping balls. So what does he do? He looks next door and sees a giant fence around the stadium they're building. They're building the Bills a new stadium, right? He sees it. It's right across the street. No problem. This is by, mind you, this is noon. The game starts at one. It's only noon. And he's already this deep into drugs. He runs over, jumps the fence. Before he jumps the fence, strips down nude, because that's what you do when you're tripping balls, right? Takes his clothes off, jumps over the fence. When he jumps over, it happens to be approximately, the cop said, 30 to 40 foot deep pit. So he jumps over the uh, fence, falls 30 feet. Thank God to break his fall was a giant pit of the chemicals and the doo-doo they use from porta potties. Uh, <laughs> so he jumped into the deepest <laughs> pit anyone's ever seen <laughs> while naked. All right, hello and welcome to the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by the man, the myth, the legend. He cries while watching Free Willy, and when he freezes Willy, he cries. The one and only Strong Stem, Steve Cabot, as well as the dad of the year, the number one volunteer, and yes, he's not queer because he's got a daughter, the one and only Liam Reese. Strong Stem, how we doing, my man? I'm feeling 15 again. I got my Toros bias hat and my 36 Chambers shirt. Cash rules everything around me. Cream get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. The schmoosh, how are you, sir? A lot better now that we cleared that up. Yeah. It proves everything. Yeah. Right, yep. right. Yeah. Proof. <laughs> if you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. For sure. Well, I'm Matt Lavelle, and this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's all objective, All right, on this show, we're going to be bringing you topics from around the globe. The topics are going to fall under three different categories. The categories are stupid is as stupid does, incredibly incredible, and sports and spets. We're going to kick it off right away with the first category. We're going to the one and only Liam Lashmise Reese, the dad of the year. Liam, what do you got for stupid is as stupid does? So a Florida mom left her child in a running car to go swimming because she, quote, (laughs) Wanted to meet the shark. According to witnesses, 41-year-old Allison Sarah Doherty parked her car near a local pier. 
turned the radio volume up, then jumped in the water and swam for about 20 minutes. People were shouting at Allison as she swam near where there were people fishing and everything. They're screaming like, hey, you're in the way, you're going to get hooked. She said she wanted to get hooked and she was just there to meet the shark. When deputies arrived, she swam further from the coast and had to be scooped by local, like a local marine unit. They had to send like a little boat out (laughs) after and everything and bring her in. So they didn't say how old the boy was, but he was so young that he was still in diapers. And oh. and her justification was, well, she put she did leave the air conditioning on. In her defense, you know, while she was swimming, trying to meet sharks, she did put the air conditioning on. Solid move. And she was charged with one count of child neglect. Uh, I'm sorry. Did they do a, 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 a blood test on this broad? Because if she's out there looking to meet the sharks, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say maybe mm. LSD maybe mm. some bath salts i'm not sure yeah so she's definitely on something the people that called she was outside there's there's like this restaurant there and the people that called said she doesn't seem drunk she doesn't seem intoxicated because they stopped in the restaurant beforehand and everything she didn't order any drinks or whatnot she's just i guess really no crazy way. or really into sharks you know or irresponsible because you don't leave a kid in a damn car for 20 right? minutes yeah there's yeah. a million things that could happen that are bad you know, yeah. and those fishermen, I happen, me and Liam happen to know a family of fishermen that it's their life. If someone did that to our friends, uh, <laughs> yeah. former guest of the show, Eric Zeblum or Kevin Zeblum, they would shoot you in the face with a gun <laughs> messing up their fishing. Yeah. 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 Sacred. Yeah. I remember uh, when I was a kid, I lived in California and my grandma had come out to visit us. And I've talked about my grandma on the show before, but you guys have seen the movie Goonies, right? Sure have. Mm-hmm. She was like the Fratelli mom from Goonies, mm-hmm. right? Yep. She was uh she was quite a rough lady. But one time we were going to uh K uh K-Mart. This is your pops's mom? No, my my mom's mom. Your mom's mom, okay. Yeah, yeah. From Kenzo, like yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Total, yep. yeah. So she came to visit us and I she was watching me and took me to Kmart. And left me in the car while she went inside. <laughs> and like people came to the car and got me out of it and like brought me in. They were like, Who 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 are you? Like, who's watching you? And I was just like, um, uh Mr. Telly. Yeah, I was like, Have you seen Goonies guys? But look, <laughs> looking back on it, like she didn't leave the car running, so the air conditioning wasn't on. <laughs> And oh it was God. it was summer in California. You mean it's seventy five and no humidity? Chill, Matt. Uh, no, I mean yeah, California you know, doesn't get hot like it does in the in in the east. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. when I when I say that when I say that I mean on the beaches. Like if you're anywhere near a cool like San Diego, it's seventy five and sunny. Every day of the year. I mean, well, I was in L.A. and it was hot. It gets hot in L.A. A little bit hotter. <laughs> yeah. yeah either way, hotter. even at 75, I'm not trying to test my luck on, like, the sun going through the, you know what I mean? The sun going through the windshield and heating up the car. Sure. And I wasn't I wasn't the one. Hey, he probably I left you snacks. I didn't tell I didn't tell the people to get me out of the car. They just wanted to be. <laughs> they're trying to be these woke people. Fair, right. Fair. Fair. I'm like, hey, whoa, talk to grandma. I'm fine. All right? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. No, the most yeah. important question was, did she leave the radio on for you so you could no, listen to Tim? No, the car was, dude, it was a, it was like a Can 1980, a it was a 1988 <laughs> yeah. Volkswagen or Volvo station wagon. Oh, there no. was no, yeah, there was right, nothing, now, nothing on in this car. I'm, you I'm kidding gonna me? Change, 
I'm going to change my earlier stance. You were literally in an oven. Yeah. yeah. That's an oven. Those yeah. old station wagons for Volvos are straight <laughs> ovens. Yeah. yeah. It was brutal. Oh, Shout out, Grandma. What a Shout tough out. lady. All right. Good stuff, Lashmoosh. Nice. Very good. Steve, I'm going to kick it to you. What do you got for stupid is the stupid does? Just like my homie, my brother from another mother. We going back to Flo Rida, yes. the home state. Yeah. So Melvin Citron, 37, from Hollywood, Florida, is being charged with arson and Grand Theft Auto after being caught on camera lighting his girlfriend's Jaguar SUV on fire. His girlfriend then explained how she's very concerned for her safety to the cops because Melvin always carries a fully automatic gun with two high-caliber magazines, twin drums, and is known in the street as quote-unquote drums because of the way he carries these extra um, magazines. She also explained to the police that he refers to those twin drum magazines as his gun's titties. So here's the twist. As they tell her about the, the titties, they then find out that the man they called drums in the street and lit his girlfriend's car on fire, his girlfriend is his first cousin. Oh, that's Florida, babe. Yeah. That's Florida. We're here. Florida being and this Florida. happened. This and this happened in Miami. Even though they're from Hollywood, this happened in Miami. He left her at like a a store. It was like a I don't know some like a retail store. He drove away. It was a big argument from Bob. Then he lit her car on fire. They caught it on tape. They went back and forth. She told him how like she couldn't really talk because he was there. And he kept making her put the phone on speakerphone while she was talking to the police. So she put a false report in that it just randomly caught on fire while she was driving it. And all this, and then when she finally got away from him, she called him and was like, "Yo, drums! I cannot talk around him. He's also my cousin." They were like, "Hold on, your cousin yeah. who bangs you calls his guns drums titties." Oh god, I'm, I'm confused. Start from the beginning. What does that video? <laughs> They're like, "Look, I know we're in Florida, but this is a little much." <laughs> like, my gosh, dang! Take it back to Hollywood, please. Go back to Hollywood, Florida, and get this out of Dade County right now. Uh, bro- Go ahead, Liam. They're out of town for a family reunion. <laughs> They're outside. Yeah, oh. <laughs> they had to go get like ice cream or something for yeah, dessert. Like, at grandma's birthday. Oh, cool. You brought your girlfriend to your grandma's birthday? Oh, no, man. It's her grandma, too. So, yeah. yeah. We like, both be there. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I guess you don't need an invite to anything, right? You just both show up. You're like, oh, you're yeah. here, too. All right, good stuff, man. Shout out Florida, always coming through in the clutch. We're going to keep it moving. I want to go to incredibly incredible Liam Lishmise Reese, the dad extraordinaire. What do you got for incredibly incredible? So masked boot girls are freeing booted cars all over Atlanta right now. Two masked women are on a mission to remove boots from cars in their city. The boot girls calling themselves Boot Baby and Boot Shiesty have seemingly obtained <laughs> a, have seemingly obtained a boot key from someone in the industry. Now the boot girls are offering their services for fifty dollars. So say you got like you know you don't get a boot on your car for anything less than fifty anyway. So for fifty bucks they will like go. You give them where your car is and everything. They will go remove the boot from your car and then disappear into the night like masked vigilantes from the comic books that I read, dude. I love it and. Yeah. They do it. They're doing this all seemingly through Instagram. Like, so you have to be referred to them. They have like burner phones and like these, you know, burner accounts and stuff. And if you get referred from somebody that will tell them you're cool, then these boot girls will go out there and boot shiesty and boot baby will free your car in Atlanta. Great Uh, names. uh, First off, first off, boot baby's not that great. Boot shiesty 
yeah. is top tier. That yep. is such a dope. <laughs> this girl's got it. And it, 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 I'm, the marketing for this girl, again, they say this about criminals sometimes. If they went into another field, they might do something really well. If this girl was like a marketing agent, the sky's the limit. Instead, she's mm -hmm. stealing yeah. boots off trashy people's cars that don't I, pay their bill. I would love yeah. to if it was if it was two guys. And they were telling everyone, like, hey, don't tell anyone we're guys. Tell them we're girls. So when the cops are looking for women, and you know what I mean? like Even better. Yeah, Even that's better. what I'm saying. Like, I would love if they were that if they were that shysty. You know what I'm saying? I just well, love that they have the burner cells, like, in the wire. And you got to, like, know somebody that knows yeah. the boot shysty yeah. girls. And, like, you know what I mean? That, yeah. It's just awesome, dude. I love it. I you got to call Stringer I, Bell, and he's got to yeah. set you up with, now, you know. Yeah. It's as great. you say that. This only works in Atlanta. You try this in Baltimore or Philly, <laughs> they're going to call the, the boot shysty. And the second she takes it off, they're holding a gun to the back of her head. They're like, just get away from my car. I'm out. They ain't paying you. And they're taking whatever is in your pocket. And Yeah, they're going to take that boot key and now yeah. you're out of business. You're out of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen yeah. in the northern places. That's only no. Atlanta. I would love to if it was like someone that works for the city that was oh, like, uh, I need great. some extra money. You know, like, all right, I got the boot removal thing. All right, here we well, go. Well, that's actually a good question. Steve, how hard do you think it would be to get a hold of a boot key? So it's a special, it's a specialized key. What they do is it's like a gear where like, you know how like a roller coaster clicks past things and it squeezes uh -huh. it, right? So people, there have been people like one of the easiest ways to get rid of it is I can remove the hub, which again, not that easy, but I could jack it up, take your whole hub off, which would remove the entire assembly, cut your brake hose, probably cost you, depending on how much you owe for a boot. Like if I owe 1500 probably going to cost me 500 to get a new brake hose, new hub, and then another five for a wheel. So if I owe like 1500, I can get rid of that boot for a grand, no prop. So it depends yeah. on like the level <laughs> of uh degenerate you're at for that uh -huh. to like make sense. Yeah. I love it. No. <laughs> totally. No, that's incredible. My Absolutely. favorite is you ever see, you ever see the guys that try to like drive out of the boot and they just get crazy oh, and, just yes. and they're going nowhere. The tires spinning. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Or they just drag it and there's yeah. sparks flying yeah. up. And, oh, man. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine the number that does to, like, uh, I never, yeah. I never understand what the end game is for these people, though. Like, am I going to pull into my driveway with it and then go to work with it tomorrow? Like, it's not going to come off. Like, I don't understand mm -hmm. where we're going with it. They're trying to get into Atlanta city limits so they can call. Boot yeah, and boot yeah. Game. Shout out, Shiesty with name of the year. That's a Hunter Dude. Biden award winning oh, name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, boot but, Shiesty. Boot, boot baby <laughs> might not have the name, but it's, definitely, it's dope. It's cool. Yeah, what they're doing is great. I have. It's got a ring to it. it. Yeah, they it's, need dude. they need a combo. They need like the boot bandits or something. They need like a combo tag. They are. Name. They're the boot. Matt. They're the boot girls. Everyone is that the boot, the boot girls. girls. Yeah doesn't have a ring to it i need like the boot biddies or like the boot baddies like yeah, what if they I were mean, hot and they showed boot, up in like a bikini i'd pay extra to have her take off my yeah boot, boot shiesty is yeah. definitely like top tier the other names top tier. Are just regular names yeah. <laughs> 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 oh damn that's too funny Man, oh, shout, shout out, out atlanta I mean, yeah shout out atlanta fan of the show listen to the show wow. and thanks for finally getting on the show but let's keep it moving that was real good <laughs> stuff i want to go to the incredibly incredible for you steve what do you got so we go into uh what we call america's playground we go into las vegas uh, a group of hackers by the name of Spider Scatter attacked oh. Caesars and MGM Grand. They forced a halt to gambling, even to a point where you couldn't get into your own hotel room because they controlled the, the keys and the magnetic strips, right? So if you left your room, you had to like call a guy with a master key to get back in. These hackers, uh, 
they said when they attacked Caesars, it was a very sophisticated ordeal, like meant multiple levels. And it was very hard for them to get in there. Once they finally did break in, they said, if you pay us a $15 million ransom, we'll leave you guys alone. And of course, Caesars smartly, 15 mil, they make that in a day. They yeah. paid them and they just rolled out, right? Business as usual. Yeah. MGM said, F you, buddy. We're not oh. paying. So they said, say less. But they then explained that for the MGM grand, it was the simplest hack they've ever did. These guys went on LinkedIn, found a high-level employee, his name, his address, where he lives, his age, called the help desk for corporate at MGM, said, I'm this guy that they know as being like a high-level guy, and yeah. uh, I, I messed up my password. I need a reboot and get. Uh, let me reset my password. So wow. they let him reset his password so he can get back in on the back end <laughs> with high-level clearance and shut everything down. Right. Oh so they gain complete access of everyone's personal information. All type. And here's the scary part for this area. The MGM happens to own the Borgata. So anyone in AC that went anywhere near the Borgata is they have all your information. They have your credit cards. They have your name. They have uh... your address. They have your everything. All because they wouldn't pay. They were like, we're not going to do anything. They were like, OK, well, Caesars was actually hard and they paid. Yours was so easy. I literally acted like a guy and called the help desk and they let me get into the back end of the system and they destroyed everything in Vegas. Messed Dude, it all up. That's oh, and incredible. by the way, just to let you know, MGM is a $34 billion company. Could you imagine if you were on a heater and then all of a sudden this thing it just... shuts down? No, yeah. no, I cannot imagine that. No, I'm Dude, seeing that's like everyone. That's, yeah. that, that's you're gonna give me nightmares. Dude. Nightmares. Yeah. You imagine. Even worse, you imagine you lost like your kid's college fund and then you you, you like get a loan, you're ready, you think you're going to go back and then they shut down everything. So you just, oh my God. you're a loser and they have your info. No, no, I cannot imagine any Dude, of that. Dude, could you, I mean, I remember we talked about this guy, uh, Dan Dan the Train Man, who was like, <laughs> when, you know, like. Great name, he, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, he was, you know how they do at the office, everyone chip in to get. Right. Uh, lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. He did it for years at SEPTA. And right. then the one time he didn't do it, the SEPTA won. It was when they wailed it. Yeah. 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 When they I won. And so could you imagine if you're that guy, but now you're at Caesars and you're up, you know, a hundred grand or whatever the hell on some blackjack or some roulette. And then all of a sudden, see you. Guys are, you guys are literally saying like my worst nightmares. Like, uh, could you imagine like, too, like a high roller too? They're gonna give you the suite. They're gonna give you the treatment. I yeah. can't even get in my room now. Yeah. I can't even oh. use the thing to get in my room. Yeah, yeah. Insanity. Yeah. All because they wouldn't pay fifteen, thirty-four billion dollar company and running pony up the Caesars is just awesome. Caesars was like, yeah, yeah fifteen mil, no problem. We'll steal that from some well, degenerate dude, they know today. That- they know Caesars knows that every minute they're shut down, they're losing yeah. hundreds and thousands more. of dollars. Way more. So it's like, yeah, okay, you'll have it back up in ten minutes, and we'll make back that money in eight minutes. Like, come sure. on, yeah, no, they, there's, dude, yeah, MGM, get your head. Like, it's a pride thing at that point, and that's bad business. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't want anybody, to, I don't want anybody to feel sad, but anybody that's been in the Borgata the last week, I would check your bank statements and your credit cards oh. just in case, I mean, because the Borgata is under MGM. Yeah, I know. Please do something. Yeah, yeah. Buy fine. something yeah. cool. You won't be able to buy anything. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love that. I love that they use the oldest hack in the book. Just yeah. saying, I'm, I'm that dude. Hey, help hey, desk. hey that's, yep. that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even take a keystroke. <laughs> yeah. If you're MGM, dude, like you need to revamp your security. The or lady. Yeah. 
that made that possible on the help desk. Ooh. We don't just we just don't fire you. You got to get you got to get tarred and feathered publicly. Honestly, though, I've dealt with these guys a lot, like the help desk people. Right. What it was is I bet this person probably had top notch quality customer service, was super polite and helpful right. and like was following the script. A good but, person. Right. But what they do in offices is that one of the biggest things that I think you at Liam, I, I mean, I think we all kind of have it as a skill is problem solving. Right. And one of the things that they eliminate in an office setting is the problem solving skill, because there's so many people that they'll be given a sheet and a, a workflow. Script. And right. like they're like, look, you do this and you do if this that. and right. you just repeat every day. Like you have a list of things you have to do. We've given right. you a workflow of how to do it. And that's just what you do. And you can't like, if they have to think outside the box, they crumble. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. So right. like, yeah. Like if they're almost have a to, robot. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. It's exactly what it is. If they think outside the box, they shut down. So right. it's that I, you know, hopefully, I mean, I don't know, but it seems to me it's that type of person that like, okay, I'm following the script. I'm doing right. my job and I'm blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, dude, if maybe you thought for a second, like, this is your it's a man's name, but it's a woman on the phone that right. maybe, uh -huh. you know, but or maybe you have to check with a manager, you get higher level clearance to. Yeah, whatever, you know, but it is what it is. But that was damn really good stuff. But let's keep it moving. We're going to get on to sports and the spades. Uh, Steve, I'm going back to you. What do you got for sports and spades, my man? This might be my all time favorite sports and spades. We've been doing this a little while. This might be my all time favorite. We all know the Bills Mafia, right? Everybody knows the Bills Mafia. They're wild. Yeah. They throw people through tables. They can yep. rival the birds fans. Yeah, they get wild, right? There, there's like a big tier. Time respect. There's like a tier. It's like Bills fans, birds fans, Raiders fans. Like mm -hmm. they get wild, right? We know what the deal is, right? So a feller, a 29-year-old unnamed member of the Bills Mafia, not only got drunk, not only blazed the trees, not only ripped a few of the devil's dandruffs, he also dosed himself with a little Timothy Leary-style LSD, right? So he's in, we in full-blown astronaut mode, right? So he's in the parking lot, he's drunk, he's high, he's doing blow, and he's also tripping balls. So what does he do? He looks next door and sees a giant fence around the stadium they're building. They're building the Bills a new stadium, right? He sees that it's right across the street. No problem. This is by, mind you, this is noon. The game starts at one. It's only noon. And he's already this deep into drugs. He runs over, yes. jumps the fence. Before he jumps the fence, strips down nude, because that's what you do when you're tripping balls, yes. right? Oh, Takes his clothes God. off, jumps over the fence. When he jumps over, it happens to be approximately, the cop said, 30 to 40 foot deep pit. So he jumps uh, over the what? fence, falls 30 feet. Thank God to break his fall was a giant pit of the chemicals and the doo-doo they use from porta potties. Uh, <laughs> so he jumped into the deepest shit pit anyone's ever seen <laughs> while naked. So, of course, they got to haul him out of there. They pull him out. No one wants to touch him. He's covered head to toe from the shit pit with, like, the blue urinal cakes and whatever uh, else shit they put in the bottom of uh, you know a quarter uh, body and then he got oh set God. and all he, all, i think when the judge saw him he gave him a little leniency and all he sentenced <laughs> him with was um uh um uh breaking into private property otherwise he got like no real charges 
And then they had to dude. put him. They they sent him to a psych ward so he could like wear off I mean, of the LSD and then dude, let him his on his own way. Punishment, are you, <laughs> oh. dude? Not only yeah, like could you imagine tripping balls and then going into the in worst poop? nightmare no, ever? No. The worst nightmare ever. You fell in a hole of poo poo, dude. dude so were dude. they just dumping like the old ones since they were gonna bury all that anyway? Yes. So, the old port so, in oh. That's the first that's thing like I thought, make Liam. Me sick. That's oh the first God. thing I thought. I was like, that, uh, that's not how you get rid of Like, there's there's giant trucks that come up to suck yeah. out the doo-doo from porta potties So in my head, I didn't go deeper into it, and I don't think they would let you know. But sounds to me like this construction site was like, F that, Bill. We'll just dump yeah. the doo-doo in the ground, Absolutely. and then we'll cover it with dirt, yep. and we're good to go. That's what I think they did, too. Like, 100%. We'll just, we'll just bury it. A parking lot's going on it anyway. We don't care. No one will know. It'll fertilize yeah. grass. We're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's another one of my nightmares, dude. You guys did the, the <laughs> casino game and then uh, Porta John junk. Uh, but, even, but like the fact that like they're tailgating somewhat close to that, like the smell there has to be horrendous. Now, now also remember it was a thirty foot deep pit, so it might have like helped with the rise. Oh, yeah. Maybe it didn't yeah. rise. That's probably why they're hiding it. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you could at least smell it. But <laughs> yeah. but imagine the emotional roller coaster. Of being on blow, you drank 30 beers, we're blazing trees, I'm tripping yeah. balls, everybody looks great, everything feels yeah. awesome, and then all of a sudden I'm in a shit pit. I fell into the shit pit. Oh, and he missed the game if he Melt did that. He absolutely it missed the game. And he didn't. Yeah. Oh, yep. Wow. Kickoff oh. was 105. He was in the shit pit at noon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Shout out God. Bill's Mafia. That is funny, dude. That's really funny. The only thing that would have made it better is that if he would have broken a table when he landed in that. Yeah. <laughs> Some reason they lined the table up at the bottom of the shit pit. Yeah. Dude, damn. Shout out Bill's Mafia, fan of the show, listener of the show. But yep. wow. Respect. But dude, I'll tell you, as far as like, like we don't, I've, as Philadelphia fans, I don't think we give a lot of like credit or shout out to other fans. But I, there is like total respect for Bill's Mafia for yeah. sure. Oh, and I will say this, dude, they've been through it too. They've been they through suck it forever. Yeah, they've been, dude, four Super Bowl losses in a row. In that's a row? torture. With that a Hall is of Fame torture. quarterback. And I will oh. say this: remember, they they don't respect the Birds fans because we're complete degenerates. But they respect the fact that every away game, 50% of the crowd are Eagles fans. Yeah. We travel they, they hard. Travel. Yeah. Hard. I think game recognized game and the fact of like the, the passion for the team is there on both sides. And I think that that's what's recognized for sure. Yep. But all right, let's keep moving. Damn, that was a good one, Steve. Uh, Le Schmuse, what do you got for sports and spades? Sports, we're going to move on to another one of Steve's. Favorite sports. Japanese pro wrestlers fought a 30-minute yes. match on one of these bullet trains in Japan that go so they they did a 30-minute oh match while this thing's traveling 180 miles per hour. So the wrestling company was called DDT Pro Wrestling. They organized the event and it's 75 seats. The 75 seats sold out in less than a half an hour. So <laughs> the bout the bout pitted Minoru Suzuki against yep. Nozami Shinkazen. I hope I didn't butcher their names too bad. And my uh, my boy Minoru Suzuki ended up winning the match. Yes! The but yeah. I'm saying this because, Dana White, if you're out there listening yes. somewhere, pay attention. Because uh-huh. 75 seats, I'm not really big on overpaying for things that are like not a necessity. But I would love 
to watch an MMA fight sitting on one of those seats. Oh, yeah. going on to, I would dude. love yeah. to see that, dude. I would yeah. love to see that. Yeah, you're not wrong. That would be super cool. Yeah, plus do like I mean, they're allowed to use like different parts of the train as weapons, also. So like chokes yeah. with the seatbelt, and you know what I mean. Like I don't know if they have seatbelts on bullet trains, but either way, like Should. grab grab some people's luggage, give someone a whack. You know, like dude, gotta be awesome. Plus, do like things are flying by. Zoo, yeah. Zoo, zoo. Oh yeah, my like, god, so dope. I watched the video, dude, and like the people that were sitting in the seats, dude, it looked so cool. You are right there. Like, like, executing these moves and everything that That's that would be uh, to me that would be like a dream to see like ufc fighters do that Hell like yeah. that close to you uh, that would be cool but yeah. now i will say this this is i we love the japanese for this they're mm. one of the most respectful quiet cultures you'll ever meet super respectful honorable love violence more than any other culture i might know they love violence like when it comes to their yeah. they're they're this ain't the wwf over there like these dudes, it might as well be UFC with yeah. WWF. Oh, it's, it's called there's always, strong style. There's always like razor wire instead of uh, ropes. There's like mm. there's like an axe on the turnbuckle for no uh, reason. They uh, and I mean the old school pride days when like guys went over there. The reason why they loved Rampage so much is because he like you know picked guys up. They watched him pick Ricardo Arono up in a and when he put him in a triangle and power bomb him through the stage. They yes. love violence more than any other culture yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're I, I love they're they're work hard, play hard. Oh you know yeah. I mean? Oh like, yeah. They, oh yeah. They get it done, but when they're ready to blow off steam, dude, they go all out. Dude. They go love hard. It. Yeah. Dude, that's shout fantastic. out Japan. Wait, mm-hmm. what's the broad's name from Japan? Shout out her. Oh uh, yeah. Oh man. Liam's from broad, the retort. Oh, Leona J. Oh. Yeah, Leona J. J. Shout out Leona J. Shout sure. out Leona J. With any, will... with any luck, she was on this bullet train watching <laughs> this match go on. I know oh, that yeah. uh, the first, I guess, re, like, I guess the first iteration in a way, uh, I, I think it was Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes had a had a wrestling match along like on like I guess eighteen wheelers. There was like two 18 wheelers that they strapped together. One had like a pseudo wrestling ring in it. The other one had like some hay bales and a gate or whatever. And you had to like get past one and then pin the guy in the other. And that was the match. And it was filmed like with a helicopter following it and stuff. Nice. It was, dude, but it was in like like the 80s when they did And for it. those of you that don't know who Terry Funk is, that's my that's homie Mankind. Dude. That's, that, that's the homie. Dude. What other names does he go by? He goes, the greatest wrestler to ever live, the wildest bull. Well, yeah, yeah he's but he's close buddies with uh, Mick Foley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Terry Funk and Mick, uh, ter- uh, Terry Funk. Mick Foley's idol was Terry Funk. Uh, was Terry okay. Funk. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's okay. yeah. So Mick that's Foley who created all those yeah, crazy characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, the Funks are legit. They they came out of Texas. I mean, we could go into that, but let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So that was some real good stuff. We are coming to the top o time. Uh, I'm going to go to you, Steve. What do you got before we get out of here? Again, I just got a new information that's happening this weekend up at Finishers in Bethlehem. One of the guys from the gym that I work out with, uh, Real Thing Jiu-Jitsu, Danny Silas spot. We got George Ship, a former uh, state qualifier for North Penn High School, legit wrestler that I've been around since he was in middle school. He's a uh, he's a big fella. He's about 6'1", 260, and uh, was a stud defensive lineman at Westchester University. Play football in college is is the man. He's a great kid, and uh, he'd get his first real taste of competition this weekend with a couple other guys. Shout out Pat, shout out Gabe. But uh, we got three guys going off to this weekend, so uh, 
shout out to them. Be up there finishers on Sunday, and uh, they got some real competition. They got like a big card, 30, 30 matches, and uh, it's going to be dope. So shout out those two, and uh, good luck, brother. Nice, man. Dude, yeah, great, great shout. And, yeah, best of luck, dude. You're going to do great, man. Awesome. That's a great – hey, that's going to be a huge step in the right direction for this guy. Yep. That's fantastic, man. That's awesome. So, okay. Let's, and then, Lishmoosh, what do you got before we get out of here? Nothing. We just got to protect the boot girls. Boot babies, boot <laughs> shiesty. They're national <laughs> treasures. They need to be protected at all costs. That's man, it. You damn right. Shout right. out boot shiesty. I feel like you need to date her, Liam. Shout out boot shiesty. I don't know if I can handle a woman like boot shiesty. <laughs> I mean, she'll, she'll handle you, babe. You know, that's all you need to know. That's but right. Speaking of boot shiesty, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives <laughs> Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by the one and only strong stem Steve Cabot and the amazing Liam Reese. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. You can also on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Twitter and TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And please like, subscribe, so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Thanks. See you. All right, and we're out. Uh, everyone listening, might as well turn this off and go right to Let's Get Retorted because we're about to film that, all right? Or working- die. Yep, Working Perspectives or Podcast. Not. Thanks for listening, liking, sharing, subscribing. All right, you're the best. Thanks.